0: Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yandian. What happens when a sinner dies, and what happens when a Christian dies in the sight of God? We're gonna talk about that, even to the point of putting them into the ground. How does this apply to nature around us, but also how does it apply to the eternal promises of God? Let's go to the Word of God together. For more than 40
1: years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and study the Word of God with Bob Yandian.
0: Hello and welcome again to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yandian. Today we're going to talk about a very interesting subject. I love this one. I've done so many funerals for Christians and. You know, that the pe- people often look and they think, oh, we're burying this person in the ground. Their body's going to rot and all this and think, well, they're in heaven. All this no, 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 no. I'm going to straighten all this out according to the word of God. There's some incredible verses in here that actually, again, you can look forward to death. In fact, as a Christian, you don't need to fear death. Jesus came to redeem them all their lifetime. were subject to bondage because they had a fear of death. You don't need to fear death. In fact, great things come out of death on the other side of it. We're going to come out with a resurrection body. I'll talk about that in the Word of God, and I tie it around one central subject, that's sowing and reaping. It's a foundational theme that runs throughout the entire Bible, Old Testament and New. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22. That's back in the Old Testament. First book of the Bible, right after the flood of Noah is over, and God is speaking to Noah about the earth from that time on. And he says in Genesis 8, verse 22, while the earth remains seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. I want you to notice the first thing he said that shall not cease is seed time and harvest. Then he brings that out where he talks about winter and summer and day and night shall not cease. And seed time and harvest is spring and fall. Seed time was planting, harvest was time to reap it and then jump over the next two and go to the two after that winter and summer. Here we have all four seasons. Again, we have spring and fall, winter and summer, but sandwiched in between the first two and the last two between between spring and fall and between winter and summer is this phrase cold and heat. And, you know, the Bible's telling us right here, you know, global warming. Are you kidding? There's also global cooling. Somebody said to me one day, you don't believe in, in global, uh, heat. You know, you don't believe in global warming. I said, they, I said, no, no, it comes right after global cooling. I want you to notice this. This isn't even attached to the four seasons. It just comes. There's long times of cold, longer times of heat, as well as the four seasons will always remain. The earth takes care of itself. Cold and heat are always gonna be here and the earth will take care of itself. Then it goes on to say, and day and night shall not cease. There's certain things that never cease. And one of them is seed time and harvest. And there's so many foundational principles in the word of God used to explain this. Physical and spiritual birth is always wrapped up around seed time and harvest. The laws of prosperity, sowing seed in the ground, bringing it back up later on in tithes and offerings. Friendship and relationship with others is talked about. sowing and reaping. You want to have friends, show yourself friendly, sow seeds of friendship, you'll get friendship back. The increase of the word of God in this production in our daily life, in other words, discipleship comes back to sowing and reaping. And sowing in the word of God will always bring production back into your life and eternal rewards at the judgment seat of Christ is tied to sowing and reaping. So is physical death and the resurrection. We've all wondered and are curious about our future resurrection body. Every time I teach on end times and we're gonna have a resurrection body like Jesus, immediately questions come up, what's it going to be like? How will our glorification be accomplished? What will our resurrection body look like? What's it gonna be made out of? How's it different than the body we have right now? Our resurrection body will be the same as the Lord Jesus Christ's. Now, I want you to turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we're going to take a look at the subject of resurrection. First Corinthians chapter 15 is an entire sermon, an entire chapter on the subject of resurrection, starting with, in the very beginning of it, the rapture of the church and questions on resurrection. And here's where he starts getting into the answers on the question of resurrection. We're gonna take a look at it, verses 35 through 44. In fact, this is what's being t- offered on the broadcast, is this particular chapter, first Corinthians, on the subject of resurrection resurrection, you'll be tremendously blessed by it. And the announcer will come on at halftime and tell you how you can have a copy of it for yourself. 1 Corinthians 15, take a look with me here at verse 35 through 44. But someone will say, how are the dead raised up? What's resurrection going to be like? What's our resurrection body going to look like? And with what body do they come? In other words, Paul explained this. Foolish one. What you sow is not made alive unless it dies first. If you really want a resurrection body, outside of the rapture generation, there's a certain process. You have to die, be buried, and then your resurrection body is going to come. And what you sow, you do not sow the body that shall be, but bear grain. Perhaps wheat or some other grain, but God gives it a body as it pleases, and to each seed his own body. All flesh is not the same flesh. There's one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of animals, another flesh of fish and another of birds. So much, okay, we can take for evolution. There's walls between each one of these and fish don't produce people, birds don't produce people. All flesh is not the same flesh. Verse 40, there's also celestial bodies, that's in the air, terrestrial bodies, that's what's on the earth. But the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial, what's on earth is another. There's one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, another glory of the stars. And one star differs from another star in glory or in brilliance, so also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption, raised in incorruption, sown in dishonor, raised in glory, sown in weakness, raised in power, sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. There's a natural body and there is a spiritual body. What's all this saying? It's saying to properly understand what happens to a Christian when they die and they're buried, go to heaven and one day get a resurrection body. He said, we have to come back to this very simple understanding of sowing and reaping. As long as the earth remains, which it will always be here. It's gonna be renovated one day. Right now we're in this earth and it's fallen. Jesus will come and reign for a thousand years on this earth and the curse will be removed, but the results of the fall are still around. But at the end of the millennium, everything on this earth is gonna be changed. There's a a wave of fire gonna come around this earth, melt everything, and out of it's gonna come a new earth. It'll still be the same earth, it'll be a renovated earth, and the heavens around the earth will be renovated The earth is where Satan's domain was and the atmosphere around it, because Satan is the prince and power also of the air. And so this first layer of air around here, the atmosphere, Satan controls that as well as the earth itself. He'll be gone, but a thousand years later, God's going to renovate it. Then we'll have a new heaven and a new earth and heaven will come and rest over the earth itself. But the earth will always be here, always. And so to understand this, he said to understand how that when you die and later on come back up, we have to come back and talk about the subject of sowing and reaping verse 37 tells us that what you sow you do not sow the body that shall be but bare grain perhaps wheat or some other grain look at me for just a moment let's just suppose that this is a an acorn i have in my hand my wife and i used to live in a house and we were surrounded by hundreds and hundreds of uh, you know, oak trees. And so oak trees during the fall would drop all of these acorns on the ground. And the literally our sidewalks, our driveway, our yard was covered with these things. I'd go walking out the door and crunch, crunch, crunch. I'd step on them. They'd split wide open. And, you know, because you had these, and an acorn, think about this, an acorn can produce later on an actual oak tree. How does that happen? Well, it says here, that God gives it a body as it pleases him into every seed, its own body. My mom, when I was growing up, she used to have a garden in the backyard and it was vegetables and, and also flowers and stuff like that. And there'd be tomato seeds and stuff like that. But she would go and order from these places, little packets of seed. And it's a good thing on the outside of the packet, they had a picture of what that seed would produce. Because if you look at seeds, Pretty much they all look alike. I mean, a chrysanthemum seed looks a lot like a tomato seed, which looks like another type of seed. And so with all that, my mom would get these things and I would go help her plant them. And you know what? She would often tell me, now sprinkle this and sprinkle that. And then my mom would take and she'd put a stick in the ground and she would put that envelope on there that the seeds came in. So we would know what that seed's gonna look like when it comes up. And so she would put it right there where it was knowing that here, tulips are gonna come up and here chrysanthemums are gonna come up. Over here on this side, tomatoes are gonna come up and all, we had a picture of it. You know why? Because you can't tell from the outside. You can't tell from the shell of the seed what it is. The shell doesn't produce the flower. The shell does not produce the tomato. What's in the heart of the seed produces it. That acorn itself and the outside shell of it did not produce the tree that came up out of the ground. The oak tree came from the heart of the seed inside where the heart was, but the shell had to die first so that this seed on the inside and the heart of the seed could come up. And the hard tree that came up, came from what's in the heart of the seed. This is what it is. And so if mom would have asked me and she'd have left, I'd have probably just thrown the seed everywhere because I didn't care. They all looked alike to me. But what would have found out later was she'd have found out later I did that because all these things would come up and nothing would come up in the right spot. She wanted everything to come up in the right spot. And you have to understand that so are we. We are a seed. And he said, to understand what happens in resurrection, understand this. He said, like you plant a seed and what comes up comes from the heart of the seed. We're going to take that up in these verses of scripture. And this is what he points out. You are a seed. Right now, this shell on the outside of your heart is fragile. You have to walk by faith for divine healing, walk by faith so that you can understand God wants to protect you every day. There's things around here in this earth that like stepping on that seed and it crushed under my feet. There's things in life that can stomp on you and crush you. Car wrecks, all this other stuff could destroy. Because why? You are fragile. Your body is fragile. Like the shell on the outside of a seed, you're fragile. And you have to understand that that's why you must walk by faith. The just shall live by faith, not only for spreading the gospel, but for absolutely existing and surviving every day in this demon-possessed, sinful world that's around us until the day that Jesus Christ comes back. And that's what we do. So the shell on the outside, though, is fragile, and that's why we have to walk by faith. But there's going to come a day when, Bob, if I don't live in the rapture generation and I die and I'm buried under the ground, what happens is when you bury a seed, the seed doesn't dissolve. The shell around the seed dissolves so the heart can come up. Whenever you plant uh, in the ground, this seed, the outside of the shell begins to die and it begins to rot. But what happens is what's on the inside of it goes to heaven. Your heart, your very spirit and soul go to be with Jesus in heaven. And one day that's what's gonna be fashioned into your resurrection body. This spirit man on the outside will then take on flesh and it was sown, a fleshly body is gonna come back as a spiritual body. That's the meaning of it. So when it comes right down to it, we can look forward to death knowing that what's gonna come out on the other side in resurrection, in the raising up of a Christian body, we're going to have a resurrection body one of these days. I'll see you right after the break.
1: When a Christian has passed away, we do not bury them. We plant them for a future harvest. One day, all Christians will put on a resurrection body. Our resurrection bodies will carry the image of Jesus. We will have bodies that will possess everlasting life. In this exciting six-part series, Pastor Bob Yandian provides a detailed study of the future resurrection of every born-again believer. Messages include a foundation doctrine, what if there is no resurrection, what is baptism for the dead, sowing, reaping, and resurrection, our incorruptible body, and the exception generation. To order resurrection, go to bobyandian.com.
0: I've been waiting on this book, Theology Simplified. This is a class I teach at Karis Bible College, and it's my favorite class. I think the student's favorite class is there. And I've been waiting to put this into a book. It's eight different theological terms that sound difficult But actually are very simple. I just simply think the Bible sometimes is filled with complicated sounding words, but you break it down, it becomes very simple. This book is called Theology Simplified. Let me tell you what all that covers. It covers predestination, it covers reconciliation and sanctification, it covers glorification, justification, redemption, propitiation, and election are all covered in this book. And again, big words with simple meanings. I bring it down to you. When I used to pastor at the church, I would even tell, I say, housewives, you that are listening out there today in the congregation, this is designed for you too. The Word of God is not difficult. Even the Greek and the Hebrew were written on a third or fourth grade level where people can understand it. So that's what this is for. So, you know, this book will help and bless you tremendously as a person, as a, as a convert and as a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you teach a Bible class, if you teach a home cell group or you're a pastor of a church or whatever, this book is for everybody and it's going to greatly bless you. So I know you're going to be blessed by getting this book and again, by growing in the things of God. Go to my website, BobYandian.com and there you can purchase a copy of yourself, this will feed you for a lifetime. You can read it over and over again. And once you get it, one revelation, you say, wow, it was certainly worth the $15. So again, go to my website, BobYandian.com. You'll find how you can have a copy for yourself. Blessings upon
1: blessings to you. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity and faithfulness,
0: A resurrection body is the result of taking and planting a person in this earth and putting a person under the earth and therefore bringing them to the point where the Natural body around it uh, surrenders and, and is dissolved and a resurrection body comes out. To receive a resurrection body, the old body has to die first and be sown like a seed, like any plant, like any tree, like any vegetable, like any flower. You do not plant the tree or the flower. You plant bare grain. You do not plant what you want. You plant what you have. But the seed of what you have will one day produce the plant that you're looking for. Every seed has a body or a shell surrounding the heart of the plant which is to come. All species in the animal kingdom have their own body or a shell surrounding their heart, but each species outside of a human being has no spirit, so there is no resurrection body for animals, only for people. Each species is unique and does not cross over with the other species. Birds have a body, animals have a body, fish have a body, and humans have a body. Only human beings are eternal. They possess a spirit and will one day produce a resurrection body. There is no resurrection, again, for animals, for fish or birds. They're not spirit beings. Only people will have a resurrection body, whether they are saints or sinners, and and they will be spiritual bodies turned into something tangible. Believers will spend eternity in heaven in their resurrection body, but sinners will spend eternity in the lake of fire in their resurrection body. There's only one generation of Christians, of believers, that will escape physical death, and Paul brings it out in this chapter, that when Jesus comes at the rapture of the church those who are alive and remain will suddenly be changed instantly into a resurrection body when people have gone to be with the lord when your moms and dads and aunts and uncles and grandparents and great grandparents that have gone to be with the lord they were christians they're in heaven in spiritual in spiritual only in other words it says in hebrews chapter 12 that in heaven are the spirits of just people made perfect. Their bodies have been buried, but their spirit and their soul, their heart is in heaven. And he's simply saying that's what's going to happen. But when they come back, when the time of the rapture comes, the time of Jesus catching up, the church that's on this earth and taking it to heaven, he's going to bring back all the members that used to be part of the church. When you die, you leave the church. When you die, you leave the church and the body of Christ. But when you die, you do not leave the family of God. Paul said it in Ephesians, for this cause I bow my knee to the Father of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. The family is always there, but God's got to bring us all together to take us through the judgment seat of Christ. That's why it says we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And for the seven years that the tribulation's going on in the earth, Christians will be in heaven, the church will be in heaven, going through the judgment seat of Christ. But to bring us all together so we can all stand before the judgment seat of Christ, there must be something miraculous to bring us all together. And that miraculous happening is the rapture of the church at which at that time, those who have died and are with the Lord will come back with him on that day. Jesus will stop in the sky, appear in the sky, but all those who have died during the church age will go and get their old bodies back and be made into resurrection bodies. Then we who are alive and remain will be suddenly changed in a split second into a resurrection body. Only one generation will escape death. You see, for an acorn to become an oak tree, you have to bury it, and the shell has to die, releasing the heart on the inside, and from the heart of that seed comes this indestructible, almost, tree this oak tree, which is indestructible compared to the seed that it came from. If I step on an acorn, it cracks under my feet, but it's pretty hard to step on an oak tree and destroy it because compared one to the other, this tree that came out is almost indestructible compared to the seed it came from. My physical body is is really, uh, again, susceptible to so many things around me, but when I get a resurrection body, which will come from the inside of me, this shell has to die, releasing what's on the inside from my heart, from my spirit will come a resurrection body, which will be totally indestructible. I'll have a body that will last forever, a body that can go into heaven, come back to earth, go through outer space, go to the ends of the universe at the speed of thought. All that will be part of a resurrection body. That will be indestructible, but it comes from the inside of me. What we're simply saying here in this verse of scripture is we will have that happen instantly. And those who come from heaven that have died before and gone through this natural process, we are going to join them and escape physical death, and we'll suddenly all have resurrection bodies and be taken to heaven, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. That is the power of it. So what we're saying here in this verse of scripture is believers will spend eternity in heaven in their resurrection body, but sinners will spend eternity in the lake of fire in their resurrection body. The glory of a resurrection body, every believer that they'll have in heaven will be as different as the sun, the moon, and the individual stars of heaven. You know what? You can't tell what I'm going to look like in heaven. You're seeing the outside of this seed. I look like a chrysanthemum seed. I might look like a tomato seed. I might look like a petunia seed. You know what? Because all the seeds look pretty much alike. Put them in the ground and see what comes up, and they all are different. When I get to heaven and have a resurrection body, every one of us are going to be as vastly different, this verse of Scripture says, as the sun, as the moon, and the individual stars. You go out at night when you can see, really see, and go out, maybe out way out in the country, away from the city lights, and you can see the galaxy, the Milky Way. You can see all the stars of heaven out there. Oh, you can't see them all, but you can see masses of them. No two stars shine the same. Uh uh-uh. No two planets shine the same. No two moons shine the same. Every one of them are different because of their size and what they're covered with. When the sunlight hits them, you know, like, like the moons and, and planets, They all look different. Then there's different stars up there and no two shine the same. And some are so close to us like the sun that they just block out everything else. It says all of us are gonna be that when we get to heaven. What is it that determines what I'm gonna shine like in eternity? How I live for the Lord in this lifetime. What I did for him. How I grew in him. How I studied his word. How I applied it. How I witnessed. And my rewards in heaven to make me totally individual. No two believers will shine the same in heaven. You may know what's in the heart of a seed and you may know it, but you know it when it comes up. Our heart can change its image daily. What's in a seed never changes, but inside, the re- inside our natural body, we can change. Every day, I wanna be changed more into the image of Jesus so that when I receive a resurrection body in eternity, I'll look as close as I can to the Lord Jesus Christ. Understand this, inside a chrysanthemum seed, it never changes to a petunia. It never changes to a tomato, but inside of you every day, I am changed from glory to glory to glory into the very image of the Lord Jesus Christ, The more I study his word, the better I look like on the inside. But you won't know what I look like on the inside until I receive a resurrection body and you do too. Then we'll be as vastly different as the stars, the planets, the sun, and the moon. The body cannot inherit. This body cannot inherit the eternal kingdom and must be gone first or changed into a resurrection body. The body is the shell surrounding the heart, which has to be gone first before a Christian can go to heaven. We have to shed the body, but we have to shed the body because in our body is the nature of the flesh, the nature of sin. What drives you towards sin is found inside of your body but it has to be gone so they can release the inward man to go to heaven. The body like a seed is frail, prone to sickness, disease, sinful temptations, and physical death. The body is the shell of the seed, which has to be gone or decay, dust much turned to dust and ashes back to ashes, What is natural has to go back to natural to release what's supernatural on the inside. This body is sown in order for us to have a resurrection body. A seed is fragile and must be protected. It can be stepped on and crushed, easily land on a hard surface and will not allow death, then growth. So if landing on a hard surface, it can. not It has to go into the ground. That's why Jesus said that I must go and die first because it has to be that way. The shell dies and the tree which comes from it, from the heart of, The seed, again, the seed's fragile compared to the almost indestructible tree of which it produces. Our resurrection bodies does not come from the old body. It comes from the spirit itself. The physical body is sown, here's what it says. The physical body is sown in corruption, but it's raised in incorruption. My natural body right here is corruptible, but what's gonna come out of the ground will be incorruptible. My natural body is sown in dishonor, but it's raised in glory. My natural body is sown into the ground in weakness, but it's raised and coming up in power. My natural body is sown a natural body, but comes up a spiritual body. The resurrection body is spirit made into indestructible flesh. What am I saying? We don't bury Christians. We plant them. There's going to be a resurrection time when Christians will come up out of the ground and those who have come back with the Lord will receive resurrection bodies and that's what's going to happen. So when we put a Christian into the ground, we need to tell everybody else, right now we're planting it and only the outside, the shell is going to die, but from that's gonna come a resurrection body. That's the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did himself. When he came up out of the grave, he came up with a resurrection body and simply told us we'll have a resurrection body just like him. We will see him as he is, and we will be just like him as he is. This should cause you to shout. For the you ministers who do... Uh, funerals quite often. What a great thing to tell people. Jim that died here, we simply want you to know his spirit is in heaven. But what we're planting right now is simply the shell that surrounded him. But one day he's going to have a resurrection body. So right now we are not going to bury Jim. We're going to plant him and he's going to come up in the same glory, power, and majesty of the Lord Jesus Christ. And depending on what he did down here, we saw the wonderful things he did. We can't tell you exactly what he's going to look like in heaven, but he's going to be vastly different as everybody else around him, like the sun, the moon, and the difference of brilliance and magnitude of stars, all those different things. But so are we. And Jim's life should be a testimony to us. It's time for us to live for Jesus, to make a difference in this world around us. And every day that we do that, the image on the inside of us changes. Oh, we're a shell, but one day we're this type of plant. The next time we're going to be this type of plant. And by the time I die, I want to be as close to Jesus Christ as possible. That on the inside of me, I'll be changed from glory to glory to glory. Every single, day looking more like Jesus Christ himself. This is what I want. So that I won't have to say one day, oh, I just want to make it into heaven. No, I want to go into heaven with great wagon loads of gold, silver, and precious stones, and things that follow after me. What's all this come back to? It's time to live for Jesus. It's time to take the word of God and put it into effect. Because not only will you affect lives around you, you're affecting your own life. You're changing on the inside from glory to glory, and that will not be seen until we have a resurrection body in heaven. Glory be to God. So, do we have a lot to look forward to? Absolutely, and you have tomorrow to look forward to. Why? I'll be back.
1: You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts by visiting our website at bobyandian.com. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. If you would like to contact Bobyandian Ministries, visit bobyandian.com and click on Contact. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen.